What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Why High Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Miss Joy Jones. Now, Joy is a writer and a speaker, two areas of work that have a reputation for starvation and embarrassment. Writers, the quintessential star- starving artist, and nearly everyone has a fear for public speaking. But she doesn't. She hasn't got hungry and doesn't suffer from the fear of the mic. She can speak from several points of view and is here to share what she's learned so that other young people can decide on a practical yet satisfying path that will work for them. Now, Joy, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's do this thing. Now, Joy, how are you doing today? I'm feeling great. Enjoying Good. talking to you already. Good, good, good. And Joy, uh, you know, we were just talking uh, before we even started recording about how we're, we're literally uh, within like 10 miles of each other uh, recording this interview right now. I feel like that's pretty dope. That's I think that's my first one uh, that we're, you know, within the same radius. So I'm very happy that I, I got you on here. Ruby for Washington, D.C. and the surrounding areas. Let's go. OK, so, so Joy, let's go ahead and dive right up into this thing. Uh, so right on speaker. So. Why did you start becoming a writer and a speaker? Oh, from earliest childhood, I loved the written word and the spoken word. My parents uh, instilled that in me. My father used to tell me stories at bedtime, and my mother used to take me to the library every week to get books. So I was a story-loving girl from the start. Mm. Perfect. And and can you uh, really break down the process of, you know, how you even uh, got to where you are today? You know, like when it really started for you uh, to where you are today, to where you're at at this point, because I was um, actually reading in your your like complete bio that you um, had a, like a lot of stops. You were a novice and you did freelancing. Now you're like doing a, a little part time job and then you're uh, doing writing on the side. So can you like really break that down and like show me the process and really explain to the audience the process of, you know, what you're doing? OK, my major in college was journalism. And mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, that focuses on writing and I wasn't quite sure Uh, It was broadcast journalism, which combines both performance and print. And uh, I did work in radio uh, for a short while, uh, both full-time and as a freelancer. My first full-time regular job upon graduation was for the school system, where I did training workshops. So I would uh, stand in front of an audience, usually of teachers, sometimes students as well, and present uh, information and try to present it in an entertaining way. Uh, Everybody has to get the information. Everybody needs the facts. But it's so much better if the speaker, the teacher, the leader can present those facts in a way that makes you want to listen and then to act on the information you have received. So that was my challenge, to make it fun as well as educational. Um, Mm. After working for the school system for quite a few years, about 12 years, I decided I really wanted to give my writing more attention. I was continuing to write on the side things that were of personal interest to me, but I thought I wanted to do it full-time. So I quit my good government job, as we say, and became a full-time freelancer. 
those were some hard years. But uh, mm. I was able to kick out a, a book during that time and uh, learned a lot about myself in the process of, of being self-employed. And then after a period of six years doing that, I decided to go back into the, a more traditional work uh, place and got another full-time job, but continued to write even on the side. Currently, my situation is I work part-time and I write part-time, and that's been an ideal arrangement. So uh, my advice uh, to up-and-coming writers is to continue to do it no matter what situation you find yourself in, whether you're working or not working, whether you're full-time or part-time, whether you're inspired or uh, facing writer's block, to plot on, to keep the dream alive. Now, the other part of me is a performer. Go ahead. No, I was saying that was so beautiful. And yeah, go ahead. You, you were saying uh, the uh, other part of you. Me as a performer. And one, you know, as a young person in high school, I considered being an actor. But that's a very precarious kind of lifestyle, maybe more so than writing. And so, again, uh, opportunities to perform, to speak in front of an audience, to stand up in front of a crowd and do my thing. I would pursue those. But that was in addition to whatever was the day job bringing in the steady check and the health insurance. Okay. You know, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and again, you were touching on a lot of great points there of, you know, just get, go ahead and, uh, you know, get started. And that's my biggest thing about doing anything for real, for real. Um, a lot of people are scared for a lot of reasons to um, get started on doing whatever they love doing, um, whether it's money, whether it's uh, they're making excuses that they don't got time or they're, you know, either, you know, they got parents that saying that they should go a different route when really they love doing something else. Um, so I really I'm really glad that you brought up that point. And let me go ahead and bring up uh, another point that you brought up, how you said, um, you know, from your earliest childhood memories that you remember, you love the written and the spoken word. And I want to go ahead and ask you, you know, like what were some specifics of, you know, that those childhood hobbies and habits that you had um, when you were a kid that matriculated to who you became today? Well, one thing, uh, I always liked English as a favorite subject in school. And of course, in any English class, you're going to have to write a book report or a term paper or some sort of official document like that. And typically, the teacher would teach that by saying, okay, get an idea and then make an outline. So you have Roman numeral one, two, three, and then you have the points under each Roman numeral A, B, and C. But as a creative person, I didn't think in a linear fashion like that. For me, sometimes the idea uh, that I first had was something that would be in the middle of the report or at the end of the report. And uh, early on in the elementary school, I learned I couldn't make an outline and fill it out the way the teacher wanted it to be done. Usually, I would end up writing the whole report and then afterwards, I could say, oh, OK, this is how my thoughts are organized. And then I would do the outline to satisfy the teacher and mm. turn in the assignment the way she requested it. And mm. being able to honor my own process at a young age has been invaluable. So I think mm. it's important to try to discover how you work best and then honor that process, even if it's not what the authority figure is saying that you do. Now, I still had to do it the way the teacher said do it. Mm. So in many cases, by the time she got to the point where, okay, flesh out your outline into a uh, term paper, my paper was already done because I had done it first. Mm. But to keep the noise down, I had to do everything because that's the way my mind worked and gave the teacher what she wanted as she requested it.
That is so beautiful. And I'm very happy that you touched on that point because, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was actually really good at um, articulating words. That's one of my childhood hobbies and habits that I matriculated into who I became today. I was really good at articulating my words um, on paper. And it wasn't always the way that, the, that you know, the structured school system I had, you know, had it set up because every kid doesn't learn and think the same way. True. Um, and, it's, and it's very sad that, you know, they only teach it in one way, especially in America where they, uh, you know, it's, it's only the uh, lecture uh, style of teaching that they uh that they use and also you know the same type of curriculum for every kid every kid when every kid doesn't learn uh the same way or every kid doesn't think the same way so uh very happy that you touched on that point again i'm, I'm one of those people who um i have to like i'm, I'm pretty much the, exactly the same as you i have to you know write it all out um look at what i got and then you know uh just, you know work, work from there so uh, i'm glad you really touched on that um, let me go ahead and ask you this. What is the average day like for you? You said you had a part time job and then you uh, write on the on uh, part time as well. So and you you said you're also a speaker. So I want to hear about that a little bit, too. So what's the average day like for you? OK, uh, I work have the pleasure of working at a library, the ideal place for a writer to be. Mm. And I, I work 20 hours a week, uh, typically. So um, in many ways, I'm very undisciplined. And in other ways, uh, I do obey an order, but it's unique to me. So on a day that I work, I might uh, wake up and maybe have an idea that I want to uh, expound on in terms of my writing. Maybe I'll sit down and write it. Maybe I won't. Uh, I'll go to work for usually a four or five hour shift. And if it's quiet at the library, I'll probably get some writing done then. And the advantage of doing it there is any reference I need is at my fingertips, either electronically or between the pages of a book. Uh, I check my email more than I ought to. I, I'm a little bit too tethered to the email, mm -hmm. but particularly in a season like now, um, a lot of times I'll get an email asking me, are you available to do a Black History Month program? Or uh, I've sent out a lot of PR about my latest book, which is called Fearless Public Speaking. And somebody might contact me to be part of a book festival or a program for kids around uh, performance poetry, something like that. So uh, checking my email to see if there are any opportunities for some freelance work, uh, as well as just catching up on the local gossip <laughs> among my friends, okay. uh, posting to Facebook and Instagram during the course of the week, um, and then watching more television than I ought to. So that that's pretty much how a day looks for me. Yeah, and I like it. I like it. I like it. And I, I'm happy you broke down everything, uh, you know, every facet of your day. So that's beautiful. So let me go ahead and ask you this. So what do you enjoy the most about being a writer and a speaker? Oh, being able to say what others are feeling but haven't been able to put it into words. Mm. I, I think that's very important. Uh, and also, I like the fact that a story can sometimes convey the truth better than unadorned facts. Uh, mm. no, no personage less than Jesus spoke in parables because sometimes just telling somebody straight out is hard to receive the message. But mm -hmm. if you tell a story, they are able to identify with the characters in the story and then get the insight that might have eluded them if you told them uh, the unadorned truth. And finally, I think one of my particularly unique callings is to help people see uh, what's sacred about the ordinary. Uh, 
uh, to celebrate what's commonplace. A lot of times uh, when not much is happening and things are a little bit boring and there's no drama happening, we think, oh, this is nothing. But in fact, those days are the precious ones. Those are the days to be valued. The days when the doctor calls you with bad news and when you have a big fight with your significant other, uh, those are interesting times, but oh, so stressful. So the day when everybody's getting along with everybody else and nothing much is going on, those are the precious moments. Mm. Oh, man. You know what? That just complete that. That had me thinking for a second. That really did. And I'm really <laughs> happy you said that. Not nah, seriously, man. Like, honestly, because when days are going good, you know, everything's going according to plan. Ain't nothing really too much to say about those days. You know, that's just a part of the routine. But when when, you know, shit hits the fan. I feel like that's, you know, and I'm, I'm actually very that's that's actually a very interesting take. So um, very happy you pointed that out. Let me go ahead and uh, ask you this, though. What do you enjoy the least about what you do? Oh, writing is tedious. Oh, my God, it's tedious. Mm. <laughs> I, so often I run into people who say, I'd like to write a book. And but then when they sit down and face that blank sheet of paper or that that uh Word document with nothing printed on it, uh, it's hard to marshal your thoughts. And mm. it's so tempting to get up from the desk and, you know, take a walk or clean the house or drink a beer. You yeah. know, there's so many distractions. And the discipline necessary to staple your butt to the chair, pick up the pen or go to the keyboard and organize your thoughts and then put them down in a coherent fashion so that somebody else knows what you're thinking, that takes a lot of work. It's not just uh, an airy-fairy creative process. It takes work, and it's tedious, time-consuming work. And then mm. after you get it down the first time on the piece of paper, it ain't right yet. It has to be reviewed and revised. Mm. Uh, then when you think it looks good and you're looking to be published, you send it to an editor, and he or she, if they accept the manuscript, is going to require still more changes. None mm. of that is fun, <laughs> mm. but it's a necessary part of the process. Thank you for pointing that out once more. Thank you so much. And uh, let's roll into this one. So, and this is one of my favorite questions. So I really want to hear from you. Uh, do you think that grades matter in school for the success in your career today? Uh, one of the rude awakenings I had upon graduating from school is I was a very good student and uh, I graduated from college magna cum laude mm -hmm. and I was waiting for an employer to ask me what kind of grades did you make in school mm. not one person ever asked that question sometimes I would volunteer the information mm. <laughs> you know, trying to impress the interviewer but nobody seemed to care the important part of the schoolwork however is to actually acquire the knowledge mm. so uh as a writer, of course, I was good in English and made A's in English on a regular. But some of those other classes that I didn't think were as critical or as important, or even if I thought they were important, I didn't give them much consideration because I didn't see any practical use for them once I got out of that teacher's class. Having acquired that knowledge has proven useful to me in my everyday life. For example, uh, back in kindergarten, pre-internet, uh, learning how to cut and paste and make your paper neat when you're making a picture and you have to cut something else and affix it to the piece of paper in a particular way so it looks decent. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That being able to do that is a skill I currently use when I'm editing and revising my own work. If I'm, mm-hmm. you know, physically cutting and pasting something on the screen as I'm writing, or just being able to put disparate parts of something together so it makes a co- cohesive whole. So learning to cut and paste is a skill that has kept me in good stead all, all these years. Putting things in ABC order has become very important in my uh, life at the library when you're shelving books, being able to put things in alphabetical order. Uh, you know, that that song I learned in preschool, A, B, C, D, E, F, D, you know, I, I still mm. have to refer to that every now and then in order to alphabetize things. Um, learning to play well with others, getting along with people, you need that on the job and off. So mm. learning what the school presents to you so that you can access that learning and apply it in everyday living is more important than the grade you might have gotten in the class. I agree 100%. And I'm very happy that you touched on that. Very happy with that answer. So uh, let's roll into this one. This is the second to last question, uh, but one of the most important of the whole entire interview. And I feel like you uh, you answered it already. And again, um, it's set up so that you answered it already in uh, the, the third question of, you know, what you enjoy the most. But what do you feel that your impact is? Uh, you know what? And impact doesn't have to do. It, it might not have to do anything with uh, you, you in work or outside of work. But uh, it's really your impact is really what you're devoted to doing uh, for others. And uh, again, I feel like you answered it with the um, uh, with the third question. But uh, can we go ahead and retouch on that? What, what do you feel your impact is? Well, uh- it's so gratifying when someone reads something I've written or has attended a talk I've given and they say how an idea has come to them that they're going to act on Mm -hmm. or how an insight they've gathered is going to change their lives, usually in a small way, sometimes in a more profound way. And to, to be that channel that the universe is using to do good in someone else's life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's something I'm very grateful for as a writer and a creative person. Very beautiful, very beautiful. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so we're riding down to the last question. Um, now, if there is one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there who wants to be in your position today, what would it be? Persistence and discipline. And persistence, uh, in this context, you might not be able to be a writer full time and kick out bestsellers every year, but mm. to continue to write while you're doing the boring day job so that you still nurture that creative spark. And discipline often is considered a dirty word, uh, but I like the d- definition of discipline that says remembering what I want. Do you want mm. to be a writer? Do you want to be an, a performer? Do you want to be published? Well, in order to do that, you have to write on a regular basis. You have to uh, find opportunities to speak or perform, even if you're not getting paid, uh, because all of those things build to allowing allowing you to get to that larger goal that you're striving for. And even if you still don't hit the target the way you want, even if you never become the best-selling writer or you never pick up a an Emmy or a Grammy or an Oscar for your creative work, you will be more satisfied having tried and done some of that work than to have not done any of it at all. So uh, persistence 
discipline. Thank you so much. And I, I had to whip out my phone to my notes section and actually write that one down uh, mid interview because that was a good one. Discipline equals remembering what you want. Uh, that was a good one. I, I really took notes there. So thank you so much for that one. And uh, what an excellent, 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 excellent interview from you, Joy. Um, I was very happy to have you on today. And if there's any type of way that, you know, you you are mentioning, mentioning uh, your, your latest book, uh, you were also mentioning, you know, that you had several books out, any type of social media, anything that you want to shout out um, so that my audience can reach yours and, you know, really check you out and see what you're all about. Um, go ahead and shout that out right now for me. Okay, my latest book for young people is called Fearless Public Speaking. It's been out less than a year, published by Sterling Publishing, uh, the owners of Barnes & Noble bookstores. So it's easily found at Barnes & Noble or any place where books are sold. Uh, and it's targeted to young people uh, who are looking to overcome their stage fright and to learn how to organize a speech and present it. And uh, if you want to follow me online, uh, my website is joyjonesonline.com. I'm on Instagram at joyjones1433. I'm on Twitter at hashtag joyjones100. So uh, hit me up and I'll hit you back. Perfect. 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 And I'm really, again, I got to say once more that I really enjoyed today's interview. Um, now, Joy, uh, again, one of the, one of the most excellent, excellent, excellent uh, piece of advice that I've heard uh, in a very long time from one of my interviewees. So, uh, again, very grateful for, to have her on today. Now, folks, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, but you're truly blessed if you find your calling. And I hope that me and Joy helped you find it here today. And that is a wrap. Wait, before you go. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YI Network for weekly Big 3 takeaways. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn at YI Network. And if you or somebody else you know loves their job and would love to share on the podcast, email me at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Have a good day, guys. I never give up, I'm not quitting, I'm persistent.